everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Yesterday I saw Betty White, a celebration. It was funny, it was poignant, I laughed through the entire thing. And then it ended with a bonus of a TV series that she used to do, I I think it's called Date with the Angels, where she played these two women that looked alike. And back then they didn't have the technology that they have now. Hello, Olsen twins. Or Haley Mills, remember, in um, The Parent Trap. So what they did is it would be her on the piano and then everyone looking at Betty White's character who was not on the piano. It was, I think the the character's name was Honey uh, Mitchell. I think that was her name. It was, it was great to see. I missed the first half. Betty does a message, you know, right before she died where she thanked the fans. It was, it was so sweet. And I, I got, I found it online. So I got to watch it. It was only playing for one day on the honor of her 100th birthday. It looked like it had been put together for a while. You know, you had a lot of interviews, people who are no longer here. Mary Tyler Moore is no longer here. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was great to see, you know, clips of the Mary Tyler Moore show of Carol Burnett, Life with Elizabeth, and then her work with animals. It, that that's always good to see. And you know, I, I love documentaries. I really, really do. I could talk about documentaries to the cows come home. And then I, I, I wanted to, you know, I, I did an episode recently on the show Succession. I finished season one. I'm already knee deep into season two. Uh, I will get to season three. These these characters on Succession are very Shakespearean. You've got the father who is this King Lear type. Kind of Henry, King Henry from Line of Winter type as well. They are worried about mortality. And they have these three children. And in succession, he's got his two his three sons and his daughter. Okay. And he is a mo- mogul. He's a multimedia conglomerate. And one has tried to go against the company. The one is too stupid to run the country or the company. And then the other one has major delusions of grandeur. So much so that he said he's good at, he wants to announce his candidacy for president. And everyone's kind of like, okay. Yeah. It's very dark. It's funny. It really takes the piss out of, you know, it is supposedly based on Rupert Murdoch. And as I say that, I think of my friends who worked in television. I have friends who worked for MTV and they told me some interesting things. So I I, I would love their opinion and their take on Succession. Not everyone's gonna like it. Yeah. It, hey, I understand. It's it's a rich it's a rich family and they all have problems. Here's the thing with that. When when I first stumbled upon Succession, the first thing I thought of was Dallas, Falcon Crest, and Dynasty. And I remember the 80s. 
And I remember watching Dynasty and Falcon Crest and it it was a it was a decadent time. So here is Succession which is one big fuck you to that because in a way they're take as the British would say they're taking the piss out of it. And Succession totally, you know, Brian Cox has been around a long time. Brian Cox loves to play assholes, okay? And Succession is no exception. His character likes to say fuck off a lot. He says it to his own children. He says it to people within his company. Yeah. So who better to play this King Lear um, kind of uh, Richard III? Oh, there's, there's a lot... To watch Succession, it is Shakespearean. I can't stress that enough. Because they're all waiting for him to die. It's, you know, you're waiting for the lion to die. The Oedipus complex, okay? Kill the father, marry the mother, all that stuff. Where in this aspect, they're waiting for the father to die to take control of his empire. Not so much the mother, but take control of the empire. I mean, it. the writing is so good, you know. And then when someone tries to go against him, it's like they've been neutered. I mean, you look at Kendall Roy, that, that character. And at first you're like, wait a minute. Is he the one with delusions of grandeur? No, but he's ambitious. But every time he tries to go against the company and says, oh, (coughs) the old man is incompetent. We are going to stage a takeover. What happens? He gets back into the drugs and the drink and fucks it up for himself. So then he runs back to his father groveling. And so there's, there's a lot of that going on. So there, I mean, it is totally Shakespearean. And season two, season two, there's a lot of mind fucking going on. To the chagrin of the daughter, Siobhan, or Shiv. Um, and we're not going to spend too much time talking about this, but oh God, it's, it's not for everybody. It's very interesting to me. It's like the show Dexter. That show is not for everybody. But it's very interesting. Okay. So I thought I would talk about the Betty White celebration. It was poignant. It was... I I think, you know, everyone is pretty... Uh, even, even I have to mention Bob Saget. I had recorded something earlier and I went on a tirade. Bob Saget and Betty White, these two comedy icons. You know, Bob Saget was not squeaky clean. If you watched Full House, yeah. But then you watch his comedy and it's like, wait a minute. Total 180 or even America's Funniest Home Videos, which is a family program. And the same could be said of uh, Betty White on Golden Girls. I mean, oh my goodness, that... uh. Those characters, it, it always makes me laugh that they play it on Hallmark because, you know, Hallmark is such a, 
squeaky clean um, piece of bullshit. But yeah. So this is called Betty White, a celebration. Betty White's 100 Years Young. It was released on theaters or in theaters on January 17th, 2022, which would have been her 100th birthday. It was well done. It was, I mean, it had Ryan Reynolds, Tina Fey, Robert Redford, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, Jay Leno, Carol Burnett, Craig Ferguson, Jimmy Kimmel, Valerie Bertinelli, James Corden, Wendy Malick, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. The film was reformatted after White's death, focusing more greatly on the final interview she gave for it. Said by the production company to give a backstage look at her career insights into what was her most important to her. It, 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 yeah. Betty White's Celebration was screened in over 900 theaters. That, that is a testament to our Golden Girl. And also Sue Ann Nivens. You know, I think, I think people forget, well, for me, for one, because I was not around in the 1970s, I didn't get to really watch Mary Tyler Moore. And I don't, they didn't do a lot of reruns in it when I was growing up. And I would always see clips of it, like when they would do, um, you know, celebrations of her career. Uh, yeah, it, it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. What a what a funny comedian. And then she could also break your heart. The last Valentine. Um, which I saw a part of last night. Where she's this woman. Her husband never came home from World War II. But the documentary. Oh my goodness. You know. You, you will not stop laughing. Here Here's, a, here's just a taste of it. Or no, wait, this is, uh, what is this? Okay, I'm looking for it. You know, I always hate that. You click on a video. I really think that those videos should be taken down, to be quite honest with you. Oh, here we go. I feel so fortunate to have had as great a career as thrilled to invite you to Betty White's 100th birthday celebration and movie event on January 17th. Betty White. Betty White. Betty White. Betty White. Betty White. Betty White, ladies and gentlemen. This film gives you backstage access to Betty's greatest moments. SNL. Golden Girls. Oh, it takes a big woman to forgive somebody calling her a slut. The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Now, don't you go. We'll be right back after this commercial message. <laughs> All clear. All right, who the hell are we speaking? Hot in Cleveland. Well, how many guys gave you their number last night? One or two. <laughs> Her early days. Diamond says I hit it. Okay, you got a bet. Hey, wait a minute, hit what? That's Her love for animals and her greatest role of all, just being Betty White. What do you know? Hear first-hand accounts from Betty and all the stars that were there. There's only one place to get the real Betty White. Have you been, Dad? 
spend the night with Betty White. What a great bedroom, Sue At your local movie theater. <laughs> Come on, what are you waiting for? Go ahead. Get your tickets now at So that's the trailer for the Betty White documentary. It was really well done. It really I, I'm I'm sure that many people were heartbroken. Now I don't just want to I mean, come on. We've we've lost another comedy icon and Bob Saget. What can I say about Bob Saget? If you grew up in the 80s, you knew. Oh, here we go. This is perfect. This is not Danny Tanner. That's not funny. That's not funny. You listen to me. Some of you burned out motherfuckers in the audience. You would get drunk, dude. You're a young guy, and I can tell you look like Horshack or whatever the fuck. You look like cute little, you look like Screech a little bit, dude. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's endearing. And everybody want, everybody likes you. Seriously, you just be careful. Because you look like a guy who you need somebody really bad in his life. And you just... You just watch it because you're the kind of guy you drink a lot of drinks and you go into like a petting zoo at like two in the morning. Fuck a goat. I don't know you, but I'm telling you, never fuck a goat. Okay? What's your name? Jay? Jerry. Jerry, get a fucking name that I can hear. Jared? Don't fuck a goat. You hear me, son? Because a goat, now listen, no fucking listen. Put it on receive, dude. A goat. Why am I attacking you? I have no idea. It's a mode of choice. But a goat will eat a tin can. They'll eat fucking junk. They'll chew it up. You ever watch them? They'll fucking eat shit. And they will eat your junk right off, Jared. And you will be junkless and you'll have nothing. You'll have like a tit, a tin plate where you're a tit plate. You'll have a nipple where your dick was. And you will be fucked. That's Bob Saget right there. <coughs> um... That's that is not you know I mean we all know Danny Tanner you know loved to clean. In fact he was Mr. Clean. And <laughs> oh jeez. He was squeaky squeaky clean. Um Let's see if we can you know Full House is a is a show, and um, yeah, <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos. Also, I mean, oh, here we go. This whole show is cool. Oh, is it? Is this special or what? What? More what? What? <laughs> well, it's nice of us to be here. I'll say. Yes. I flew in from Canada. Oh. I drove in from Orange County. Man, you guys look older. Yeah, I have a question. Every time I watch this show, I'm always wondering, who wrote this stuff? Carrie Fisher. I wish. Yeah. Is this what we're going to do the whole time? Talk about nothing? Pretty much. And then we're going to show videos. And it's in 3D? Yes, it is. All right, let's do the effect we rehearsed oh. for, so right. mu- for so long. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, boy. I got their glasses. Hi, honey, I'm home. 
I'm sorry I'm late. At the last minute, I had to rush out to Oakland to cover a Warriors practice session. Traffic was miserable. Give me a break. Huh? Don't hurt me. You waltz in here 25 minutes late and expect sympathy? <laughs> well, I didn't know you. I have cleaned the house. <laughs> and washed my clothes. And ran a daycare center for socially deviant munchkins. And Mr. Oprah. Ran this one to a ballet lesson. This one to the dentist. No cavities, thank you very much. Do you realize that I... Okay, next up. And he's saying that, and he's got a mullet. So it's the 80s. It fits. I mean, there's always been that joke that there were really just three gay guys living in that house with those kids. You know, it was the 80s. And then what came in fact, I've always I used to think that three men and a baby was inspired or no, it was inspired by three men and a baby. But I think Full House came first and then three men and a baby. That's a weird movie. <laughs> it's it's an 80s classic. Just as Full House is an 80s classic. You know, every time it was John Stamos singing, I was like, singing? I, 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 I would cringe. It's kind of like when Joe Rogan tells people that he's a comedian and I cringe. So when John Stamos sings, I'm like, oh, God. But when... Bob Saget is Danny Tanner. That is truly fucking acting. It truly is. Because we know that Bob Saget is not squeaky clean. (coughs) The same could be said about Betty White. People think, oh, you know, Betty White. She she even said this. Oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yes, I do. (laughs) When she would always say... Who who's the one person that she you know really gets her you know diddles her skittle I guess we could say she'd say Mel you know, no, no who is it Robert Redford I can understand that if you've seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid come on Robert Redford and and Paul Newman so Betty come on <laughs> she was a flirt she was a flirt. I was thinking the one thing they didn't show in that documentary was Lake Placid. That's a funny moment because I think a lot of people didn't think that Betty White had a potty mouth like that. They just thought it was, oh, Sue Ann Nivens and (coughs) Rose Nyland. I'm coughing. Don't worry. It's not COVID. Um, I did go to a concert on Saturday. I talked about that. I went and saw Tool and it was amazing. I mean, come on. Come on. When... 
you go see one of the, probably one of the greatest bands and fight me on that, okay? I don't care. Just fight me on it. Some people, you know, their idea of a great band is Nickelback and um Okay. <laughs> Whatever. 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 Hey, we we all have we all have our likes <coughs> and we all have our dislikes. We do. It's a part of life. And um Here at the Dr. Zeus Pocket Film Podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I I love talking about music on the show because, you know, music and film go together like peanut butter and jelly. I used to not like the jelly, and now I'm starting to. I don't know why. I don't. And when it comes to films, what, what I'm noticing is... Yeah, some people, oh, I'm not going to go watch that. That's from the 60s or that's from the 30s. A lot of people used to be like that. But then you know what happens is, is that your mind is expanded. Not so much by drugs and drink. It's expanded. I, w- I want to further, you know, I've talked to people who are in their 20s or 30s. Um, I'll mention their their. Uh, Jason Almy and shit happens when you party naked and he has a friend who loves Michael Bay he thinks Michael Bay is just the greatest those explosions are like one big cum shot in each film you know I don't particularly like Michael Bay I will say the only thing that Michael Bay ever did right as a producer was Black Sails because I love Black Sails but those Transformers movies it's like really I remember seeing the first one in the theater and thinking what when it's a show that you watched growing up and it was a cartoon that I was always it it doesn't always translate well I mean it's got some bumpy it's got some bumpy moments it's like the first X-Men film. It's got some bumpy moments because of those cartoons that you watched growing up don't always translate well to the screen, to the big screen. And so, but his friend loves, he likes all these, you know, Michael Bay shit. And so I told him, you tell him I said to go watch like The Seventh Seal or go watch The Dreamers. Oh, that will really, that will really drive his button. Or spin his nail, uh, the dreamers, because it's the best sex, you know. It's NC seventeen. I love recommending that to people, and then they just are like, "Fucking, why did you make me watch that? It was so good." They'll say that, or they'll. I uh, very rare. I had one person who is an acquaintance. My friend James knows all too well. Uh, is an acquaintance, and um. I told her to watch The Dreamers and she watched it with her was this husband number one because she's got I think three I, you know she's she's one I don't know she'll never catch up to Elizabeth Taylor this is a fun night you, you know I'm not stoned and I'm not drunk because first of all I can no longer drink I haven't been able to drink since 2020 whereas Barbara Walters says 2020 but I, I've been I have had edibles 
throughout you know my free time when i'm not working yeah yeah it's all good isn't it but not tonight you know so we're at the dr zeus film podcast tonight i thought we'd have a little fun and i'll just leave you with this you are off and you were 10 years old and what did you see lambs and they were screaming they were slaughtering the spring lambs and they were screaming and you think that if you say fuck Catherine you won't ever wake up in the dark again and hear the screaming of the lambs I do wish we could stay and chat Clarice but I'm having an old friend for dinner bye bye Dr. Lecter Dr. Lecter yeah Unpleasant dreams.